Sweet Tooth, Netflix's latest documentary exposing the dangers of an overdependence on artificial sugars, not only to our teeth and our health, but also to the environment. That's... So what did you think? Well, that's not what this show is about. It's about It sounds Gus. like it could be, though, right? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it sounds like something Netflix would do. They would put something called like, Dirty Money or Sweet Tooth. So on today's episode, we answer questions like, what came first, COVID or the idea for this show? Why is a dad traversing the mountains with a baby? Why is there a kid with horns on the cover? Who is the target audience? Are we looking at the next Stranger Things or the next Jupiter's Legacy, which just got canceled? The first episode is called Out of the Deep Woods. If you don't want it spoiled for you, you should pause the podcast right now. It's Monday. I'm excited to hear your thoughts. Let's get into it. Did you know anything about the origins of the show going into it? No, I had no idea. I just saw the poster with a kid screaming and had horns. Reminded me a little bit of that Daniel Radcliffe uh, film. All right, so what did you think of the first five minutes? <laughs> it was not what I was expecting. It like it shows you an apocalyptic side of the world, but because humans are causing it, like because of this virus, H5G9, mm-hmm. and then you also see like just planes blowing up in the air. Apparently, the internet gets taken down. That's causing a million people to riot. And then you see babies that are crossing. Okay, okay, that's not the first five minutes. First five minutes, you only see from the doctor's point of view, and you see this virus and the impact it's making. You get the president who goes on live TV, and as you were saying, like talking about the collapse. But he says, if you don't pray. Now's a good time to start. That was a strange line. To For a president there. to For say, a president, if yeah. a president said that, the stock market would be destroyed, the economy would be destroyed, everything would go up into flames, and yeah, you would be looking at probably what you saw in the first five minutes there. But at the five-minute mark, that's when you see the hybrid babies. Right, that's when like the actual plot of the show starts. So were you more surprised to see Will Forte in this or the porcupine baby? Uh, Porcupine Baby. Because okay. I know that Will Forte can do dramatic roles. I think he was even nominated for an Oscar for one. Wait, hold up. What? Because I was going to say that he's slowly like infiltrated himself into more serious well, roles. Well, it seems like a He lot started of- off with MacGruber, and then he went on to Last Man on Earth, where that's still a comedy. And now he's in this, Sweet Tooth, where he's playing a pretty serious role. Well, it seems like a lot of SNL members make their way slowly into dramas. Like, for example, you had Bill Hader, who was in The Skeleton Twins with Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig was in, like, a horror movie called Mother in 2017. So it seems like they always take a cast member who's, But I don't think I've ever seen Will Forte play a serious role before. Maybe he has, but I'm just unfamiliar with it. Either way, I was surprised to see him in this role. All right, so we're talking about the first five minutes. What would you rate those as far as, like, G, PG, PG-13? Because you are seeing people dying. You are seeing sad things happening, but you're not seeing, like, it's not, yeah, it's not too bad. Or... I'd say like PG thirteen probably. I like the way they went about really? it. They showed okay. you the patients, and they were like slowly starting to become more and well, more. Well, you saw it from the doctor's sick. point of view. Yeah, and you saw him treat like patient zero with those wiggly finger, right? Which I thought was Parkinson's at first, but yeah, me, yeah, me too. And I, the thing I also like about it was they showed you how likable he was. Like he's cracking jokes the whole time. He's giving lollipops to kids. And, yeah, you know, he's he seems like he's a character actor. Like I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, what do you think this is based on? So I'll give you three scenarios. It's either a YA book called Deerhorn, and that's been described as if Pin- Pinocchio teamed up with Batman, or <laughs> okay. it was a DC comic called Sweet Tooth, where it's Mad Max meets Bambi, or Beast Boy, an animated Canadian kids show about a boy who could animorph. It's not the DC one. I'm going to go with... Um... 
I'm going to go with the first one. The YA book called Deerhorn? Actually, no. You know what? I'm going to go with the third one because if it was based off a book, I feel like they would have said that in the credits. So I'm going to go with the third one. So yeah. Beast Boy. Beast Boy. The animated Canadian kids show. Yeah. Well, you're right that the creator was Canadian, but he was Canadian of the comic book that he made for Vertigo, which was bought out by DC. And so it's technically a DC comic that's called Sweet Tooth. I and feel it's like Mad Max beats, meets Bambi. They would have had like the DC sticker or something before you started, I feel, if that was well, the case. Well, weirder but. still is that this was supposed to be originally on Hulu, and it is still executively produced by a Marvel person, someone who's very uh, strong okay. in Marvel. Want to guess who it is? I was, I, Think about it. You can probably get this because they have their own production company. They're a giant. Robert Mar- Downey yes. Jr. Yep, you got it. Yeah, Him and his wife both are executive producers on this. And while I was watching the episode, near the end, I was like, this is sort of like Bambi. And so it's funny, In when I way. actually <laughs> went and read the first issue of the comic mm. to see how closely it was with the show. Yeah. But By the way, it gives off a whole different vibe. We'll get into that. Okay. It's more like Utopia. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But... Um, But they actually call him Bambi just as a joke in one of the scenes in the comic. So I I just laughed at that. And and it's funny how like, yeah. I thought that like when they actually got to the plot of the episode, which is Gus and his dad, I felt like that was a really strong connection. The only thing I didn't like was how obvious it was that the dad was going to die. Like from the first second that Will Forte was on screen, I was like, he's gone probably this episode as well. Well, well, there's a couple things to that. So Pubba, his dad, because it's not Papa, which unless you have like the subtitles or you pay attention to that one scene where he's like i'm pubba right? yeah no i had to have the subtitles on for this but yeah okay yeah then then you know that that's his his character's name um he builds this self-sustaining farm a house in the middle of the forest which i don't think is technically legal you can't really raise a kid in just a <laughs> random place it kind of reminded me of leave no trace because that's exactly what the father did there yeah, with thomas mckenzie but that was more real life it was like a lighter version of that or even hannah yeah, no, it reminded me of Hannah as well. But Hannah, yeah. it's like this dark twist where he's like training him to fight. So I was expecting right. Will Will Forte at some point to be like, "All right, kid, now you got to learn how to really well, like." Well, beat well, up yeah, some- when he was hitting the snowman's and doing like and like decapitating them, basically, I was like, "Oh, he's learning how to fight." But no, I think he was just doing that for fun, like the narrator said. It sounded a lot like Sam Neill, very Western. The narrator is James Brolin, who I believe is Josh Brolin's dad. Um, he's like <laughs> eighty years old. Yeah, I didn't feel like his narration was that needed. It, it reminded me of those, like, old kids' movies. I mean, yeah, I think it was supposed to. It reminded me of a Pixar, one of those short Pixar yeah. films. Yeah, man. Pixar's a good response to this, too. Again, very different than the tone that you get from the comics, but people really like it. Uh, I haven't heard anybody complain about the fact that they love the comics and they've really hated this, but they were afraid they would. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like it might go that route. Uh, so what do you think of Gus, though? Because Gus is our main Gus, character. Okay, so the, the, and so like just to get into the plot a little bit, the dad brings Gus up there as a baby mm-hmm. because he's trying to... The world is imploding upon itself, and he's trying to take him up there to protect him because all the hybrids are kind of like in an x-men universe where people are attacking the hybrids right, or killing yeah, them off, and to... later on poaching them like getting money for yeah, you see a little for them in this episode and so he his whole agenda is to protect his son raise him alone and that's what he does for nine some years right yeah and so we see gus grow up 
do you think Gus is is a good character? Is he too dumb because he does some dumb no, stuff, I, or is he smart? Because I he... know here's the thing. I think that Gus was a really good character. I like the actor a lot. I think that the kid who played him did a really great job. The kid is 32 years old. His <laughs> name is <laughs> no, but also I like what they did with the ears. You could tell a lot of emotion was just given by the ears that he has. It reminded me a lot of the Tick, but obviously less comical. Yeah, lots because, of production value. Like yeah. it wasn't as CGI as as a lot of shows that tried it. Like again, Jupiter Jupiter legacy where it's been hit for its cgi yeah. this seems like it, it spent a lot and uh even the outdoors which it's shot in new zealand so it looks beautiful yeah. you can probably um compare Cinem- it to a lot of scenes that you'd see in lord of the rings yeah cinematography is great I, I the only thing i had a little bit of enough of was um gus breaking the rules like i understand he's a kid. yeah i understand <laughs> he's a kid but they continually showed it even when like the dad is telling him not to leave i'm like he's gonna leave and what do you know he leaves well you see he breaks the rules in the comics but because the comics are so like concise and they're they're whittled down i guess they just kind of made more him breaking the rules more yeah but it was like a constant thing there was only yeah. a couple times where he actually did what the dad told him to do in this episode or where he made a promise and then just kept his promise yeah exactly um and then people also complained about the fact that the first time he seemed to see rain he ran back to his dad and that seemed a little late to be seen yeah. rain for the first time <laughs> if you've lived in the forest all your life yeah but i, I was only let that go also he's trying to do this like obstacle thing where he's jumping across stones in the river and he can't make the last one uh, quite yet that happens yeah. at the very beginning yeah that's just his growth uh let's talk about some similarities and dissimilarities with the comics so Big Man, who we are introduced to after the father dies. He kind of replaces him as a father figure at the very end. Yeah, he, he saves his life. Basically, there are two people. Who, two poachers. Who at first were going to kill him, but when they realize he's A, older, and B, can speak English, they were thinking about selling him. But then Big Man comes out with a gun and shoots two of them. And this, of course, makes Gus run back to uh, his house. Mm-hmm. And Big Man does save him in the comics as well. However, he's presented in the TV show as someone who also wants to poach. Gus. Like yeah, he wants no, to get money no. for him as well. That was a little that was a little strange. But, but he's yeah. not in the comic. In the comic book, Gus has been seeing him in his dreams. And he's older, uh he's just this old white guy who is kind of like um like Ron Perlman type. <laughs> yeah. You know? He never but he's he's never trying to hurt Gus. Uh, it's much bloodier and more gruesome in the comics. Right, even, yeah, even... The uh, father is also much wimpier. Like, he's he's there for a little bit, and he's constantly praying, and then he sort of just dies. Because in this, I think they made it, even though it existed before COVID, and there was a pandemic that really took out the Earth, it wasn't as closely related to what we've mm. seen in the last year and because yeah. they were able to shoot it in the last year they were able to incorporate a lot of things that we right i seen. realized that the doctor was wearing a mask and a lot of people actually were and yeah. so yeah but would you believe that people actually wore masks before covid doctors actually wore masks before. well yeah obviously <laughs> but i meant more right. like when the doctor walks out into the hospital you see a lot of the patients True. are also wearing and it, it was sad when his wife died yeah it was sad yeah i wonder if we're gonna see him again i think we are because he's I actually, not in the comics at least in the first issue well a I, it would be a little weird just to have that scene and then not have him in the rest of the show but also i accidentally clicked on episode two when i was meaning to click on episode one and i saw in the picture that he's in there okay. or i think or i think it was him at well least. you just spoiled that for the, our listeners but um <laughs> no that's fine the other thing you pointed out was how like it was pixar versiony in some points they very yeah it, like it, it definitely caught the almost cute childhood yeah yeah innocence of, of and Gus. so that's that's about as close to the cover as you might want to yeah, say i like, guess because if you walk in there just seeing the cover you might think oh this is just a g-rated kids show it is darker than that 
Yeah, so, no, but so uh, the audience is probably for it is for anyone. It's sort of like with Stranger Things, how it could be watched as a kid, but it also could yeah, be watched and Stranger enjoyed. Things, he also has a slingshot that's given to him for his birthday that he uses that doesn't yeah. really have an effect on people, but he thinks it does. Well, I mean that's very kiddish. Too. Yeah, when, I got like a fake bow and arrow when I was a kid, and I used to shoot that around. Well, when he was hitting Big Man with it, I was laughing a lot because <laughs> yeah. it was just like he wanted. Do, do you recognize who Big Man? No, I have no idea. He was someone. in Game of Thrones. You should know him as the guy who Daenerys like trapped at the end no, of yeah, i think no, season I, two because he was trying to manipulate I think her I remember that, and then yeah. he was also in the zoo uh, oh yeah, yeah yeah he must have been the person who was held up by a tiger in the first episode i think yeah yeah that's him and uh he he his role what did you think of him i i liked him but the, you're supposed they end to nearly the same way the issue and the episode with uh him basically saying take me with you like yeah i know and, and i like the music that was behind that as well but i think that i feel like big man and this is just a prediction is going to die at some point in the journey so he's, he's gonna, gonna get be to like Colorado. Lee, yeah Lee basically walking dead and it might even be one of those things where even though he cares for the kid he's not as like they're not really friends until the very very end or something like that i thought the most believable line in the show was when the um i don't know if he was like a gang member but he marked their camp yeah. the one who like really got the father in right. trouble uh and he said once the internet went down it was over right yeah yeah, yeah. no that, that made complete sense yeah <laughs> to me i just started laughing because i was like well yeah if that happened then i think the whole world and would then yeah just, he's tying let's start attacking each he's other he's marking the fences with pink ribbon and tying them yeah yeah and then the dad had apparently the virus with him so was he like an ex-doctor as well like so, yeah, how did he know something. also what did you think of the line the fact that no other hybrids are as old as gus in the comic book, they say, sorry, in the, yeah, in the comic, it's said that the pandemic started six years earlier and he was nine years old. So he actually predated oh. it. So in the TV show, it sounded different, though. It sounded like he actually was just one of the older hybrids that weren't killed off. But yeah, no. And so I, I don't know what to believe yet. Well, but I, say that he is the like patient zero hybrid case. Is he supposed to be like special? Is he because they well, kind yeah, of treat him special. special? Well, again, he can speak English. Well, they the act as can. if the other ones can't. Why wouldn't the other ones be able to? I mean, they were still babies. Why couldn't the parents teach them? They were half human after all. Yeah, but maybe I don't know. Maybe it's like a psychological difference or something. I don't know. I mean, that would be an in- intellect difference, like yeah, whether probably. or not they were even capable of speaking. But it seemed like they. I like should the I like be. the eagle baby that they shown and the dog one. You also saw the monkey one, which was just strange because, of course, like humans come from monkeys like yeah there was some crazy from, stuff yeah. i also found it funny when will forte's face when he was like i saw my mom today it was a deer and will forte was like in his mind like i did not have <laughs> sex with a deer son i, I just do didn't we, <laughs> your mom's gone do we see the mom i thought we saw the mom at like when they were going through the montage of his years for like a quick second we may have i just saw her in the photo yeah but you know who we do see beforehand is we see big man did you catch oh, it oh no i did not catch in that the all. first five minutes on the tv screen there is oh, a, football yeah, player, a football player lsu yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember and that. The, his name um i had it written down here it's the only reason i realized because in the comic book they actually say his name mm-hmm. or he introduces himself yeah. as jeppers and that so was the when, name of yeah. the lsu student. they had the name and i was like oh my god yeah we've seen him he was he's already introduced so this guy's an ex-football player also because they're filmed in new zealand i think this is still supposed to be like nebraska or louisiana yeah, one of those two. I know those are far distances away, but in the comic book, it's Nebraska, and in, in, he was in a, yeah, at LSU. Yeah, and they're so going to sure. be going to Colorado because that's where the mom is. Her name's Birdie, I believe. Yeah, but it's, I feel like there's going to be more convincing that's needed before he's just going to take this kid all the way to Colorado. 
because from what it sounds like, it's not safe on the roads. It's, it's I, well, a yeah, dead no, scenario. No, that's that's literally what uh, Wolf Forte says to the guy. He's like, go back to the roads, and the guy's like, the, the roads. Like, Do you remember season four of Legion? The, uh, the Season four of Legion didn't exist. Season three of Legion, where Sid was a baby, and yeah. then they, <laughs> she was raised in the forest community with Oliver and Melanie. Yeah. Yeah, that's what this also reminded me of, where where the, yeah. she she wasn't allowed to leave, and then also like they were her protectors. Yeah, no, and I I think that like a lot of TV shows kind of go that route, but the weird thing about it is is that whenever they're told not to leave, they always leave. Well, it would make for a pretty boring TV show if the kid had just stayed there, and we'd seen him kind of just I don't know getting the chickens and uh, and fixing up the shop for That's the next true. ten years. Speaking of leaving, I did like how the deer crashes through the window. The, the deer, deer that dies in, in the comic. Oh. Well, that's so, sad. How does that how does that come about? Well, you know the part where he gets tricked into um, picking up the chocolate bar and yeah. then eating it. Right. Well, instead he's just next to the deer, and then the the poacher accidentally misses Shoots and him, kills, kills the, the deer. deer. Yeah. Yeah. So again, a lighter touch to the show. Whether or not we see more, I, I, I'm I'm very hopeful that it's going to be unlike War of the Worlds, where we're not going to get these lingering episodes of people just walking on boring streets and seeing like dead yeah, bodies right. lined up or the walking dead or something like that it, it, it feels like it has a lot more driving it yeah and that it actually moved at a pretty quick pace i mean he he started the episode and he was a baby and by the end of it he was nine years old i right. don't think they recast the kid though so it probably will stay around this timeline yeah one me. of the things that netflix calls this is quirky and i can definitely see quirky that. and weird especially it's a weird yeah show. very weird but i like how they showed you kind of the system that he had going on even when the dad leaves you're seeing all like he's using the clippers he's made some uh lambs out of and you have to wonder if he was a little bit older he probably could have made do and lived there forever but at nine years old it was pretty obvious that he didn't know enough like the dad was literally like how do you make breakfast and i was like oh no this kid's not gonna (laughs) last like two days i did find it funny how he brought in the um he didn't just keep his dad's body inside yeah right like he was able to bury him and everything when he was speaking to his dad i was like oh no did he keep the body but no yeah that was the scarecrow that we saw in the back background earlier in the episode and i was glad i had seen it because i was like did he make that otherwise yeah, yeah right and i also found it sad when he because he gets so fed dog. up yeah yeah. <laughs> you, you yeah he he gets the flame he throws it on the crops and then throws well he starts the in. fire during the middle of the day do you think that that's safe haven it reminds me a little bit of i am legend where you you think that there's a safe place to go but maybe by the time that he gets there, because this was years before, uh, yeah, I'm suspecting find something like that. Yeah, like he didn't know about it in the comic. The big man knew about the preserve or the, the reserve or whatever it's called, um, and tells him about it. Right. Well, that's what he said. So, yeah. But in this, but in this, he had the flyer already. Right. But the first time that we ever hear what it's really called, that big man does say the preserve, and I was like, What's it doesn't that? say it on the flyer. I didn't read the thing. I didn't like, read the thoroughly. flyer either. But yeah, I know, like spoken, it's the big man. Yeah. The person who created this was also the creator of Hap and Leonard. So can you see um, the connection yeah. between the two of these yeah, shows? Yeah, no, you're saying that definitely. How yeah. so? You're like the tone almost. It's, it's so weird, but like, like... Like it's dark at some points, but also... It's dark, but then it also has this like weird sense of humor about it. Just situational almost. Like there's that random scene when a arrow is fired off into the air after the first person is shot. Yeah, where shot. the poacher gets shot in the head, was yeah. it? And then he accidentally shoots the arrow. And then and it, it ends up in friend. the other guy's back. I thought it was going to go through his head though. Yeah, they weren't they were going to make it as bloody again. Um, so yeah, you'll probably see... 
Well, actually, do you find it too glaring of a difference between the happy parts of the show and the and the sad parts of the show? Like, is it too much of a tonal shift? I mean, there is definitely a shift there, but I don't think that it's too much. I think that they're able to do it pretty well. Like, when they have a happy scene, it doesn't just straight up go into, like, something tragic. It, like, usually takes its time to at least get there. Okay. And I seriously thought the mom was dead, too, because I think she might be dead in the comic. Yeah, there's still, well, there's still a chance that when they get to Colorado, she is dead. But again, I... That, <laughs> that would be such an anti-climactic. Well, that's twist. the thing. The, like, I like the show a lot. I liked practically everything about it. The cinematography, I thought was great. The music, the, like the, the acting. But the, but the, the one, the one really thing is. that I just didn't like was, again, how predictable it was. There wasn't really, except for those first five minutes, like, any time where I was surprised that anything happened. Well, this episode has an 8.2 on IMDb. The show as a whole has an 8.3 it has a 97 percent on Rotten tomatoes every review i've read has been pretty glowing of it Mm -hmm. uh it looks like it's guaranteed to continue if it wants another season i wonder what another season would be because here it almost reminds me a little bit of the sand where it's like they have to go someplace and they're probably going to run into a ton of obstacles along the way but i feel like by the end of season one we're going to get a conclusive story in a weird way would you say that this could turn into like primal where they depend off each other and the kid ends up being worth more than because you'd think oh the dinosaur in primal is the one that's going to save them all the right. time yeah. but really the human does half the work so in this case like the kid's ears are so good and his his uh, senses are right. so d- defined that maybe they work off each other Pro- and they end up being better because of it probably that was one of my favorite scenes where he's like able to scope out even though it's the dad he's able to scope out someone that's walking up to him like yeah. and he closes his eyes it's just his ears that it's are also impressive for netflix not to have turned this into a cartoon or something animated because that would have been the easy route. oh yeah that and- would have been something that like you can play around with and just hire some good voice actors and make it the next what, what was that rabbit one that they did i was going to watership com- down or i was going to compare it to like castlevania where it's like they make this really bloody and gory but they oh also- yeah yeah, they could have gone have. that route too yeah. so it really is kind of courageous to take it towards like let's make it lighter because usually that doesn't work yeah, <laughs> usually, usually people don't like that usually when they like it they'll even take something that's very light and then make they it they try dark. to make it more family friendly yeah sometimes and that will backfire on them it makes it boring but if if the comic book itself is any indication of a, this dichotomy between the two of them you can enjoy both of them separately yeah. i could go back and watch, read the comic and even though it follows the same steps it's still perfectly entertaining and i think that gus just as a character is more likable than some other protagonists in like other great tv shows as well and big man seemed like he's he's a nice guy some people said he's too nice um for the character but given that he was trying to kill him at first maybe not i don't know maybe he lost his own kid or maybe they just they're probably gonna give him some type of back maybe he's merle all right um anything else you want to say before we end this episode no just i'm definitely going to be watching the rest of the season how many episodes is it again i think it's eight but the they only went through as i said one and a half issues for the first episode and there's like 40 some issues so i can't imagine them getting through all of them in the eight episodes did the comic book end uh I, i'm not sure about that i think it may have and they may be bringing it back that's just oh, okay, yeah. something I think I read. Uh, the other thing is that there will be other hybrids that we meet along the way, I assume. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's be interesting. Wouldn't, again, wouldn't that make sense? And also, if they don't speak 
that's gonna be odd too so yeah like, maybe maybe somehow gus like teaches them or something i don't know and without giving away spoilers for the show the 97 percent around tomatoes is for the full year the 8.3 is for the or, you know what i'm saying yeah, like the full, yeah, whole show eight episodes so i i assume that the content stays good yeah so we recommend it what would you give it one through ten an eight and a half probably 8.5 8.5 just okay yeah. so you give it an 8.5 i would give it a solid uh, eight yeah as well so that's our ratings thanks for listening we'll see you on the next episode bye bye